you're not going to like this, but I, I want to know if you're in some kind of trouble like you were before. What? I know I'm not always so good at knowing how to handle these things, but I don't think money is the way to help you. I'm not well, and this place could actually save me. I wouldn't be here asking you if it wasn't really important. No, I can't loan you the money. And frankly, I'm not sure I would if I had it. What do you mean? I don't believe you. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Shannon Strucci. And today we have a kind of a different format for our episode. The listeners know myself and Shannon and Jack, of course, we are serious film critics. Mm-hmm. And now the industry is beginning to recognize. We got an email from uh, Tri-Coast slash Worldwide slash Rock Salt Releasing over there. And they sent us this movie called White Lie, which is going to be coming out uh, very soon. You can pre-order it on all the digital platforms now. It's coming out on January 5th, early next year. And they sent us this movie. And when they sent it to me, I was a little confused, uh, to be honest with you, Shannon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's about this girl who is lying about having cancer and scamming people for money. Um, mm-hmm. Real thing that happens. She's like running a GoFundMe scam. And when I read the description, I was like, well, we don't really talk dramas that much on Struggle Session. I wonder why they send it to us. And then I watched the trailer and I, I realized, oh, wait, it's actually like a crime thriller. It's like a high intensity, mm-hmm. like edge of your seat thriller. <laughs> the movie it reminded me of was Uncut Gems. Me too. Uh, it's a it's a less sympath. Well, I, I think the protagonist is sympathetic, but she's not as like charming as Howie or whatever. You're just what because it's a different kind of addiction. She's like addicted to the attention and, and, and addicted to that sort of stuff rather than just a straight up gambling addiction. But um, that was the the number one movie that I thought of as well uh, when I watched it. Yeah, I thought this movie, and, and this is our review, we won't be diving too much into spoilers here. This movie isn't out yet. So we're just going to do kind of a quick review uh, before we get to our special guest, who uh, uh, this movie stars Casey Roll, who you may know from my favorite TV show of all time and Shannon's favorite TV show of all time, mm-hmm. uh, Hannibal, as she plays a uh, Abigail Haas. But we're going to talk to her about this film after we do our brief review. And the first thing I really want to say about the movie is I really did really enjoy it. Uh, it's a tense, you know, 90 minutes. I, it is about subject matter that I think is usually handled in a more drama fashion or you would see like the movie starts off uh, straight off from like the day before she basically is exposed to everyone. Like mm-hmm. it, it shows you like the most intense moments of this long con that she's been running uh, for years. And you get to see how things kind of start to fall apart for her, how she tries to piece them back again, just like uncut, 
Hanukkah gems. It happens at, you know, the last moments of, uh, Howie's, you know, life as, you know, a degenerate gambler. And we get to see, you know, what may or may not be the final moments of this person running this massive, uh, scam. And I just was on the edge of my seat. And I like, it was actually hard to watch at times because it was just so intense. I liked it a lot too. It starts off with her shaving her head and it's like, okay, you know, she's faking it. There's no ambiguity pretty yes. much from the beginning. And the, the issues just keep escalating and escalating. And I, and I liked how everything was handled because it would have been very easy to just like demonize her. Totally. Yeah. Um, or to try to make her like too sympathetic to where it was corny. You know, it's like, well, she's still scamming innocent people, especially her girlfriend, especially um, like other people who are close to her. And and parts of it get without getting over the top, get really scary. Like you said, it's like, oh, no, what is what is she going into? She's doing it to herself, but you still you don't want to see her like get killed or something. Yeah. Like it, this this thing gets really like intense and deep and you she does not have a plan she doesn't know how she's going to get out of it and you're just trying to figure out with her like is she going to get out of it and much like howie like you don't know what she's going to do next because she is someone who is very ill and needs Mm -hmm. help and people do want to help her she's just not really ready for the kind of help that she needs instead she just wants to their money and their adulation and being told how great she is and how much uh she's doing when all these people are around her that are willing to love her and help her but she Mm -hmm. just is on has been lying for so long and she doesn't uh see any kind of way out absolutely yeah i liked it it was it was intense yeah, very, very, uh, intense movie. I think if you, if you like thrillers, um, you, you'll be really into it. I thought, uh, I mean, we're about to have her on the show. So this may be inappropriate to say, but I actually <laughs> do think, uh, Casey Rowe did an amazing, amazing job in this. She, uh, I remember, you know, first seeing her on Hannibal in that first episode and you don't really, think much about abigail hobbs you just think like oh she's like the character from law and order that gets murdered before the opening credits right like she's just supposed to be there as a victim but then you see kind of that she has this much more going on and this darker side to her and you just and is you it's kind of similar with this movie where at first you see that you know she's saving her head she's lying but then eventually you get to see like how deep she is in these lies how willing she is to like screw over people who love her and it's just you're always you know, kind of shocked by her behavior and how she is able to keep a straight face and how you believe she believes that she's telling the truth most of the time I think the the core performances um, are her and I think the the woman who plays her girlfriend and just kind of watching them go back and forth. Or for me, it was the kind of emotional core of the movie because her girl, her rich girlfriend, yes. she's playing, she's scamming, like loves her. Yeah. 100% is supporting her <laughs> and you're like waiting for something bad to happen. But yeah, her, uh, Casey Rolls' performance, there's one, sh- I'm not going to spoil what the scene is, but there's this like one scene later on in the movie where she gives this look. Uh, she kind of realizes something, and the look on her face, I was like, that is amazing. Like, just to, to I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. And conveying that kind of emotion with just, again, like you said, we're having her on the show. But honestly, I thought that, um, that in particular, even just to watch this movie for like a couple of really, really great performances. 
um, yeah, or uh, another actress. Yeah, it's uh, Amber Anderson who plays uh, the very loving girlfriend who really really just wants to believe uh in her and a martin donovan uh character actor who you've seen in a few things he's in tenant actually as well uh he plays uh the father and he's in the film in very brief but very like intense (laughs) scenes just Mm -hmm. like incredible and it felt so like real and just i mean again comparing to uncut Gems, even though this movie was actually filmed shot and done before uncut gems i think has started filming this movie i think they did this in 2018 but yeah it 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 really kept keeps you on the edge of your seat on what seems like might be just like kind of a low stakes thing Mm -hmm. but it just feels like so so uh just so life or death at all times it does. It's str- it's kind of stressful to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in like a I, good way. Yeah, it's stress. It's one of those movies that yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're gonna be stressed out watching it, but I really, really um enjoyed it on the whole. I think I do think genuinely think uh it's worth checking out. I do too. Today's special guest, uh, she is the star of White Lie out on VOD January 5th. Uh, you may know her from The Killing, which also starred Michelle For- Forbes, who is a former Struggle Session uh, guest as well. Mm. You may know her from Arrow, uh, but I think most of you know her as Abigail Hobbs from my favorite TV show of all time, Hannibal. <laughs> Casey Roll, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh, thanks so much for having me. First things first, have to ask you, how is the quarantine treating you? Holy moly. Listen, I mean, it's rough. <laughs> it is, but <laughs> I'm uh I'm fortunate enough to have less stress than I think some other folks do, so I'm doing all right. I'm uh you know, prioritizing mental health. That's that's what I'm doing. And there have been stories about people who are work work in the industry having a lot of issues dealing with not having work, not being able to go places, live the life that they used to have. Like it, that must be like a very like difficult transition. Yeah, it is kind of weird, especially as an actor. Like if that's the only sort of artistic pursuit you go after, and kind of are relying on other people to help you do your creative venture so when you can't be with other people it it really does kind of throw a wrench in that whole thing but you know it's been a time to explore other avenues (laughs) make the best of it yeah so let's talk about this movie white lie Uh, if someone had just gave give me this description for this i would be like oh i'm not interested in that that sounds like a drama but then i watched the trailer and it's just like i we said earlier on the show it's like uncut gems it's like such Mm -hmm. an intense Mm -hmm. edge of your seat thriller about this deeply screwed up person who you just cannot stop watching and i just want to say i absolutely love the movie what was uh it like playing this you know wonderful horrible uh character uh, uh once once again actually uh because Ab- Ab- i think abigail has a, a little bit of an overlap uh you know they have they both yeah. share have a lot of secrets yeah, I seem to always end up playing these people who like, <laughs> who maybe look like these like sweet <laughs> people on the outside, but they have mm-hmm. some, some big old demons on the inside. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really happy you enjoyed the film and playing Katie was, oh my God. Um, I mean, I loved it. I, uh, 
I when I choose to work on something or when I get the opportunity to work on something, it's always my favorite when I'm totally scared, like just pooping my pants every day, getting ready to go to work with something I have to do. Um, and this this film was just full of those days. Um, I mean, starting with shaving my head for real. Um, yes, and that <laughs> and that scene is actually not in the movie. It's in the trailer because the movie jumps so far ahead. In uh, Katie's story, her initial head shave wouldn't be in it. And I just want to ask you, uh, as someone who also shaves their head, wasn't it awesome? Wasn't that a cool time? (laughs) It was uh, one of the favorite things I've ever done in my entire life. (laughs) Yeah. It was the best. And not only was it just fun, it was also really helpful in like finding Katie and who she was. Like that physical act is so... um, for me, extreme because I'd never done it, um, and that helped me really get into her. But just as a human, like I, I wanted to do it kind of as like a, like an experiment, just to see what it's like to be out in the world with no hair as a, as a lady and uh, and feel the sensations. I mean, I grew up with a mom who basically rocks a crew cut, so like I was constantly jealous of her like puppy belly. Basically, <laughs> that's what we called it, um, and so I was extremely excited to feel like wind on my scalp and <laughs> things like that and we shot in the dead of winter so i really oh, really got the full experience you really felt it yeah you really felt it like people like i'm always wearing a hat once like september hits like i'm always oh in hat. we had a day that was so cold we got a surprise blizzard it was like out of nowhere freezing cold it was one of our first days of shooting so we were still like figuring stuff out and we had to shave my head four times because my hair kept growing like like five o'clock shadow on my head which was kind of gross but also amazing i was like wow bodies (laughs) (laughs) they really do everything they can (laughs) i'm jealous i've had this is the longest my hair's been in 10 years because i'm not cutting it in lockdown i'm like i just want to be bald i just want to cut it (laughs) i usually have like a pixie cut i'm like ah yeah oh yeah short hair is really it does something it's good (laughs) it's a lot lower maintenance too um, I wanted to ask, like, what else did you do to prepare for the role? Because, like, so it's such a psychologically and a physically and psychologically intense role. I wanted to ask about that. I like exercised pretty intensely. I wanted to like physically exhaust my body, but also really be in it, just because she is a, a dancer and that's her main form of expression. Mm-hmm. So I I spent a lot of time just <laughs> running myself ragged with cardio. Um, which I have since stopped doing, thank God. Um, and uh, that was a big part of it. And then I think just really uh, digging into her psychology through that avenue, like through the physical avenue, um, trying to not get too thinky about it, but also consider, you know, um, like the the causes and conditions that bring somebody to making the choice to behave this way and, mm-hmm. um and and weave these gigantic lies and ultimately i think with any person that people look at and label as fad whatever that means um when i play them my job is to find compassion for their situation and um how they got there and how they're trying to make the best of it even if from the outside looking in it just looks really bad <laughs> cuz you really are all the way in Katie's perspective like the entirety of the movie, like very close in, very intense on her. And you see her 
doing all these awful things, but you never really like, there's no point where you decide that she's a completely irredeemable. Cause you see her mm-hmm. trying to figure out, you see her not because she, she's lost and scared because everything is falling apart. So she's not, maybe she was in control and manipulative for the years leading up to this, but this is her like losing that control and having other people put the, the their dump down on her. When she goes to like fill out, turn in the paperwork or meet her father she's not even though she's a horrible person she's basically disempowered for most of the movie so i end up you feeling like a lot more sympathy for her than you might expect given how you know awful objectively awful what she's done somebody's life falling apart is somebody's life falling apart it sounds like we achieved our goal of not making her this inaccessible evil person my hope is that people find little bits of themselves, whether whether they identify it as that or not, in her. Like, we all lie, we all wear masks, we all maybe manipulate to some extent. And of course, Katie's version of that is like, <laughs> the most massive version. <laughs> but um, hopefully people are watching and be like, oh, oh my god, I did that in college. Totally. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, people do be lying online. <laughs> yeah, yes, they do. Hello. I saw on like IMDb that this was shot on film, which mm-hmm. it looks great. Uh, first of all, shout out to Chris Liu, who is our incredible DP. Like he's just an absolute uh, masterpiece of a human and magic worker of film. Um, and that stuff with the head shaving that you see in the trailer was our camera tests. Mm. Um, we just decided to shoot the shaving of the head just to have it. But I found working on film as a, as an actor, like my experience of my job is quite alchemical and like it sort of exists in this, this space that isn't really attached to uh, reality. Like it's quite ephemeral and shooting on film. I, I felt added to that. Like it was this, this magical process of like, we think we got it, but we won't really know until we get stuff back. And it has to go to a lab. Yeah. You know, Totally. And we did, you know, there was stuff we thought we had that we had to reshoot because something was funky with the film or, or whatever. And uh, that process, I, I sort of enjoyed, like it was less, there was more mystery, kind of, which I, again, scared me. And we only had a limited amount of, like, stock that we had. So I was like, well, you, you can't fuck it up, Casey. Like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get it. Yeah, it was good. And even like the the sound of the film camera, like, it's just it's like meditative for me i loved it that's awesome well (laughs) yeah well speaking of creating magic (laughs) you were doing hannibal did you know you were making the graves tv show oh my gosh that's so kind (laughs) oh it makes me like all squirmy we asked the tough questions (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah feet to the flame um i wow i think i was just like such a little a baby when I came onto that show, like got the job when I was like taking a theater course to be like, to be a legit actor. Like maybe I have to go to theater school. Like, I don't know. And then I came onto the show and I was working with these people that I admired so hugely, like creepy almost like would (laughs) bow down to them if it wasn't completely inappropriate. It was my, my film school, my theater school. I just showed up and from my experience of it anyway, it was just like sponging up as much as I could from Maz and Hugh and everybody else on that. And I think making it, we were just like, this is cool. Like they're letting us do all this stuff and like stuff that at that time, 
on like a network like NBC was just not a thing that was happening. We were like, well, we feel a lot like a cable show, but <laughs> like, cool. Like we're going to keep like sneaking this past as much as we can. And I don't know. I, it was just totally, totally surreal. And I'd been such a fan of Brian's too. And the fact that he was like, yeah, that one, she seems cool. I was like, nah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I love you. Yeah. Now that you've done uh more television work, especially what would you say differentiated Hannibal? Certainly Hannibal has the largest, most vocal, most engaged fan base uh, of any show I've worked on in, in my, I mean, I've worked on shows that have huge fan bases uh, outside of that, but Hannibal is like another level of just like, mm-hmm. and like a community that uh, I haven't experienced anywhere else uh, and, and creative. Like the thing that excites me most about the, the fan base of Hannibal is that like so much art comes out of it and so much camaraderie and sharing of mutual experiences and support comes out of that community, which, um, I don't know, it just has like a different flavor to it. And in terms of my experience of working on that show, I think, you know, it was, it, it felt like making a, like a little movie where everybody was there to try and make art. Like everybody was just there to try and make it the most beautiful, affecting, thing that we could um outside of the like larger capitalist framework if you will <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah like we kind of operated in this little pocket of of course we were aware of it because that's where we were getting our money but um but yeah we were all we we're all kind of like a little bit weird like we were like i don't think we quite fit in this with this system but we're here making it so that's cool <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've talked about on the show that, you know, uh, Netflix actually did approach Brian Fuller for season four, but he said the time and the money was not enough to produce the Hannibal that, that all of you could produce yeah. inside, uh, not to do it. And I thought that was just so different and I'm kind of, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I, I mean, there's still always talk about doing more, but, you know, it, it ended on a good note and I'm happy that it was still, it maintained the same quality all the way throughout. I think that's super important to Brian and everybody involved with the show. Like we would never want to cheapen the message or, or the quality of the product just to get it out there. Like we want it, we would want it to be the best that it could possibly be. So I do want to ask you now, you, you're playing all these dark, <laughs> twisted, you know, characters. Yes. Uh, and you mentioned that, you know, people, you, all your characters have this very, you know, kind, sweet exterior, but this darkness inside. If I may ask you, Casey, <laughs> what's your dark, twisted secret? Oh my gosh. Wow. Are you my therapist? Um, <laughs> I mean, gosh, I, my dark, twisted secret. My goodness. I don't know. I think it should stay a secret, but I definitely, you mm. know, we all, we all hold some darkness. I think we all have to make friends with that darkness at some point. That's what I'll say on that. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, look, I don't want to mess with you. I don't want to mess with Abigail or Katie. <laughs> <laughs> like you, like there we we mentioned on the show. We don't want to spoil it, but there's one particular scene where it's just so terrifying. The turn that 
Katie takes in her head when she, the game, it seems like the game is up. And then she's like, no, actually, your game is up. <laughs> like, fantastic. It's so, it was like chilling. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that yeah. was a fun one. What are your like absolute favorite roles to play? The more three-dimensional somebody is, is <laughs> the more interesting to me. Complicated mm-hmm. women, um, women who aren't nice are always appealing to me. Um, troublesome women, bothersome women, um, uh, people that you wouldn't necessarily want to have lunch with. Uh, those are things that I'm drawn to. Um, also, you know, uh, opinionated and impassioned ladies mm-hmm. <laughs> always, um, political women, big time. And, um, I think also too, I, I've done a little bit of comedy in my day, but I am, I'm the child of a, of two improvisers, an improviser and a stand-up comedian. So like, <laughs> that would be nice to be able to bring that mm-hmm. out a little bit more. Um, for sure. It would be great. Are they upset that you s- jump straight to the uh, drama <laughs> uh, instead of doing the comedy career and then making the Bill Murray time? <laughs> <laughs> amazing yes the uh, oh my gosh um i know you know i think i think they were just like excited that i was working and i think they're they're both happy or they both believe that i'm good at the work that i do um my mom will often say like if i didn't think you were good at your job that would be torturous um, <laughs> <laughs> so i think they're just like oh yeah she seems to be like having fun and making interesting work and that's great but both of them are like so like like a comedy like what are you what are you gonna literally as soon as it comes across my desk like that i'm so ready that sounds great. and i have done it but i would like to do it again thank you so much for joining us white light you can pre-order it now it's going to be out on vod on january 5th is there anything else you want to uh, share with people where can they uh, find you online twitter if you dare at casey cadoodles and same on instagram at casey cadoodles that's that's where you can find me awesome Folks, that was Struggle Session. Bye. Have a good Thanks, one. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> of my soul cut through your skin and burrow within and burrow within Splinters of my soul cut through your skin Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.